Hey there, and welcome to Dylan, It's Your Time. This is a podcast brought to you by me personally to bring on all types of guests on here to share their stories, to be vulnerable, to share insights, or anything that will help benefit you in your life. It's about inspiring you. It's about you being seen. It's about you actually looking within on what maybe you need to look at. And I'm really excited and honored to do this with you guys and looking forward to just diving in with everyone and sharing my insights with you personally and ready to be vulnerable. Let's dive in. Hi guys. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, thank you for being here. Really, thank you for being here. Before we dive into Kevin today, I just want to share that it's it's amazing that I get to share these conversations with people on how much growth that they do on themselves. And when you hit that that rock bottom, that awakening for like the darkest, deepest place that you've been, you truly have the choice to wake up. And it's just about looking within on providing so much, so much love to yourself and what you need. You know, sometimes the darkest things can bring our brightest gifts in life. So before we uh, dive into Kevin, I just wanted to share that. So if you are going through something and it feels so uncomfortable, just know that is you waking up. Try to look at that. Be kind with yourself. Surround yourself with people that have been there. So you can kind of get some insights because this is a hard journey. Hard things really come up and it brings you into some of your beautiful, beautiful gifts. And it's really hard and it's very real. So I honor you. If you are going through that, reach out to me on um, Instagram or on my website too. Dylan, it's your time. I'm here. I'm present. I just want you to know that. And even these, uh, Kevin, when I dive into him, he's here for that too. So if you feel the need to reach out to him, reach out to whoever you're being called to reach out to, as long as they're there to be present with you and nurture, you know, when you, when you need that, when you need someone that's going through something. I'm really honored and humbled as always as all the guests that I've had on before we dive into Kevin. Thank you guys so much for listening and being here, being present and listening. So please share if you feel you want to share, like share these episodes where something like, wow, this really hit me. I, I need to share this or just take it in. Thank you so much. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new week. I have an amazing guest uh, with me today. This is Kevin Palmieri. He is from the Hyperness Consciousness Podcast. <laughs> I always like flow that wrong off my tongue, but I'm like, you know what I'm getting? Like, and, and I usually like spell it out, but I'm so honored to have you really here. Like I enjoy listening to you and Alan so much. I mean, I love what you guys are doing. You guys have such positive energy in what you're doing. You really help want to help people. And I feel that through it. And I continue to listen to you guys. Uh, And I share you guys with everybody all over. 
And this is actually my first like real like male vulnerable male coming on besides my brother. So I'm really honored to connect with you and actually see you. So I haven't done this. This is really, this is neat. Um, Kevin, uh, if you were to describe yourself in five words of who you were in the past and who you are right now. My goodness. Five, <laughs> five words each? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, let's see. Close, so old Kevin, close-minded, scared, scarce, hopeless. Those would be the five words I would describe old Kevin. Now... Yeah. Resilient, ambitious, impactful, vulnerable, and hmm, reliable. Those would be my five now. Big change. Yes, big change. <laughs> big change. That's fantastic. Um, who who are you uh, growing up? I want to go back and reflect on that. Like how how was your upbringing? Um, your childhood your confidence because you're very confident in how you hold yourself right now. Anytime I've ever seen you, when I watch your videos, I notice that there's this huge confidence, but I know that you have a story. So, yeah. So I grew up in a single family household. My dad, I did not really meet until I was 27. Um, he just never showed up. He wasn't a great father. So my mom said like either get with it or get out. And he chose get out. Um, so I grew up with my mom and my grandmother. So I was raised by women. I do think that's one of the reasons I am vulnerable and I connect. Most of the listeners of the podcast are women and there's a reason for that. I think it's because in my past, I've always kind of been vulnerable. I've always tried to be down to earth and I've always wanted to like connect with people. Like that's always been, you know, that's always been my thing. So uh, no, like kind of a normal childhood for the most part. We didn't really have a lot of money. So that was always something that like really stuck with me. So, like, certainty is kind of one of my things that I lean on the most because I didn't really have that growing up. Um, after high school, I decided not to go to college because I didn't want to be like everybody else. I didn't want to spend a ton of money doing something I didn't want to do. So, those are some hard years because I was, like, I was kind of the townie. Like, I worked at a gas station. I knew a lot of people that, like, went away and got, like, real jobs. And here I am just pumping gas. Nothing against people who do that. But yeah. I didn't feel very accomplished. I didn't feel very ambitious. I didn't feel very hopeful. Um, so I just, I jumped around from job to job. Uh, I ended up going to the fire academy. I passed that and I was an on-call firefighter at, for my town for only like a couple weeks. And then I got this job offer to be, it was construction. It's called weatherization. Nobody knows what that is. So just think of it as construction. Okay. So we would travel up and down the East Coast and we would make state and government buildings more energy efficient. Okay, so I was with that company for like five years. Now, in 2015, this is where like the real journey for me started. So by all outside standards, I had the life of my dreams. I had a beautiful girlfriend, I had a brand new car, I had a beautiful apartment. I had the body of my dreams because I just did a bodybuilding show. I had everything, amazing friends, I had everything. But again, it's always from the outside looking in. It's when you get on the inside that you understand what really, what really is. So in 2015, after my bodybuilding show, I was depressed, I was anxious, I was a shell of myself. And my girlfriend, who lived with me at the time, left me. And I, to this day, it was still the right thing. I think she did the right thing. I'm, I'm proud of her for doing that. Um, she left, and for the first time in my life, I had to face a lot of my own demons. I had to admit that I wasn't confident 
that I was insecure, that I valued material things more than almost anything else. Like, you know, I got by because I was in shape for a lot of my life. That's why people liked me. And I've always been a good person, but like, I never felt valuable. So my girlfriend leaves, and for the next two weeks, I'm just like in this depression of like, oh my God, what do I do? And then I really started to like explore. So that was like my first dipping my toe into personal development. Um, I read, I listened to The Secret. Like that was what I did first. Great one. Yeah. Uh, compound effect, rich dad, poor dad. I got into those kind of things. And a couple weeks after she left, I was like, all right, I got to get my, sh- my crap together here. Like, okay, let me see what I can do. So I started saying positive intentions. Every night before I went to bed, I said, I am handsome, I am talented, I am confident, and I will make the most money I've ever made this year. I leaned on that one. I leaned on the last one, right? So I didn't fully learn my lesson. So that was the end of 2015 when my girlfriend left. The beginning- How long were you guys together? Uh, we were together for like a year and a half. But I was not this version of relationship Kevin. Like I didn't know any of the relationship fundamentals. I was terrible at relationships, terrible. But she left and that was the end of 2015. 2016 started- And I was on the road every week for work. Like it was the craziest year of work I have ever had. So 10 out of 12 months, I was on the road. Monday through Friday, living in a hotel. Usually I was in New Jersey. I live in Massachusetts. So it was like that for the entire year. I was only home for one or two days a week if I was lucky. And it was like that for 10 months. I loved it because I was making a lot of money. It was great. And I liked the travel because it was cool. I didn't have anything tying me down. I was living the bachelor life. It was, it was really cool. The end of the year came, and I remember opening my last pay stub and saying, like, did I make $100,000 at the age of 25 with no college degree before any of my friends? Like, that was a thing for me because I thought I was going to be a failure. Like, I genuinely thought I was going to be a failure for most of my life. And I did. I made six figures. Awesome. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. So I went, to, <laughs> I went to bed that night, and I'm laying in bed, And I thought to myself, it doesn't matter what house you live in. It doesn't matter who's laying next to you in bed. It doesn't matter what car's in the driveway. It doesn't matter what you did today or what you're doing tomorrow. The only thing that matters is up here in your head. And that's when hyperconscious was born. Like that is one of the moments that has shaped my life more than ever. And then, so that was 2016. I was gone all year. So the beginning of 2017, I started this podcast that has changed my life. And I was still on the road every week. Every week, every week, and I was miserable now because literally overnight I went from all I want to do is make money to all I want to do is podcast. So being away once filled my cup, now it drained it all the way. And it got so bad, like, I'd have to be in New Jersey, which was five hours away, at seven in the morning. I would sleep in my bed until one o'clock in the morning from like 10 to one and then drive five or six hours to work, work an eight-hour day, I was doing that because I didn't want to be away. I was sick of being away. And that kept wearing on me. The podcast got harder and harder to do. And it got to the point where I was in a hotel room in somewhere in New Jersey. It's 5.45 in the morning. I'm lacing up my boots. And I just explain it like this. I had a bunch of televisions on, and they're all on different stations in my head. Like just noise. And I can make out, you're stuck here. You're never going to make it you're going to leave $100,000 on the table. How do you think you could ever become a successful podcaster? You're not confident. All of these things. And in that moment, I genuinely thought the best thing for me was to take my life. Because if I went away, my problems went away too. Now, 
I didn't take action on that. That was just a dark thought I was having. And I reached out to Alan. And Alan and I were friends at the time, and we were talking about it. And he said, I just, I think you need to change, man. Like, a lot of you as a person has changed, but not your circumstances. And that was, like, the hardest moment of my life, but also probably the best, because it was that day that I realized I do have a passion, a purpose, a mission. And three or four months later, I left my job, and I went full-time into what I'm doing now, and I am the happiest, most fulfilled version of myself I've ever been. But the you know the years after work weren't easy either like being an entrepreneur is difficult i don't want to make it seem like i just you know up oh, snap my fingers and we're at almost 400 <laughs> episodes and all that that took time and that took learning a new level of me that i never knew existed but it is definitely the most fulfilling and probably that's it like it's i just feel fulfilled i don't know how else to explain it i think that says enough yeah that's my God. story <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. Congratulations on that. Seriously. Um, what's, what scared you then? And what, you know, what scares you now? Honestly, same things. I just do it. I just do it. Yeah. I'm terrified of planes. My biggest fear is planes, then sharks. Like those are my top two. Um, (laughs) last year I went to Florida twice. I lived in Florida for a month. I went to Arizona. I went to California. Um, I just, I'm sick of living, like, I want to be the best speaker in the world. So either I, you know, drive everywhere or take a boat across the the world or I get over my fear of planes. Like, I'm terrified of rejection. I think most people are. But I just, I always say that if you, if you want to become more, you have to, like, want more first. So once I got, like, a, an actual goal and I decided in advance that I want to podcast full time. Okay. That's what I want to do. Who do I have to become in order to get that? You were on the mastermind last night. I want an amazing relationship. It's not, what do I have to do? It's who do I have to become? So if you're watching or listening to this right now, if you want something, that's great. That's the first step. That's goal setting. But then be honest with yourself about who do I have to become in order to accomplish that? So I'm still scared of, I'm terrified of public speaking, terrified. I've given five speeches. The first one, I think we had 40 people. The second one I went to Florida to do. Like Evan Carmichael was the headliner. So there was probably like 150 people there. Uh, The third one was, there was probably like 40 people. The fifth one, there was probably 150 or 200. Like I'm terrified every time, every time. But I also know that I used to be afraid of podcasting too. And like, on right now, there's zero percent of me that's afraid. But I've done this four hundred times. So like, if you're afraid of something, I think that's the biggest difference in people. Some people say I'm afraid of this, I can't do it, and some people say I'm afraid of this, I need to try it. You will become less afraid as you go, but only if you start. And you have to have a reason to start. Nobody likes to be afraid for no reason. Couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> when you go, when you go on to, for speaking, like how do you prepare right before you go on? Do you do you have like that those feelings of like maybe I shouldn't do this or it's like I'm just gonna go through or like I have oh. I have for me it's like the two weeks prior it's like oh god I can't it's one of those it's like uh, taking a really hard test in school you just think about it constantly and you can't wait till it's over so that's like that's the two weeks leading up the day of is just bad it's like it's miserable. 
but I'm working on it. You know, I'm working on it. And then everything up until I step on stage is brutal. But once I get on stage, I go into flow and I just kind of forget. Like I just, I know my presentation. I know what I'm talking about. I know my story. You know, I know what I'm going to say for the most part. But once you get up there, it's, and you said it too, like before an interview, you're nervous, but once you get on, it just goes, right? But one time, the first time, you had to say, oh, I'm so nervous, and you didn't know that you were going to flow, and you just did it anyway. It all starts with one time, and it's like that for anybody, for anybody watching or listening. Like, I'm no different than you. I have a giant goal, and I'm willing to attempt to become what it takes to achieve that, but I'm still afraid of a lot of things. I still screw up. Like, I still have bad days. I don't ever want anybody to see me and say, like, oh, I could never be that. Because I lived my life for 27 years thinking that. So if I can do it, you can do it. I'm nothing special. I promise. You are kind of special. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So after you do it, I'm sure you probably feel, like, just alive. Amazing. Afterwards. Yeah. I feel amazing. Um, how long ago did you start doing uh, inner healing? Like, when did you, did you start going to therapy coaching like what was your when you're like I need to look at what's going on inside here yeah so a few years before the st- the story really started when I talked about 2015 I had suicidal thoughts in 2014 like I just I was sick of it I don't know how to explain it, it was weird like I just felt tired of existing and I never thought like made a plan or took any action but I talked to my my girlfriend at the time, and I said she I told her that, and she said like I think you need to go to therapy, and I was like oh big tough tattooed strong guy like I don't need therapy, but I ended up going, and the first time I bawled my eyes out like the whole time, um, but I I think I realized that what I was doing wasn't working, and I was just kind of sick of like feeling the way I felt. So the first time I tried therapy was in 2014. And then after my breakup, I actually found another therapist because I had moved and I saw her for a little while. So that's when it first started for me. But it's been like really heavy over the last three years, like every day, like every day. I have my system of success next to me. Like if we want to talk habits, we can talk habits all day. But like this is my life, like personal development, podcasting, speaking, coaching, and I was t- talking to you before, like, this is my job. I get to do this every day. I'm blessed. But, like, I also have a responsibility to make sure I'm doing my own stuff. So, like, every day I journal, right? Every day I do gratitudes with Taryn. Every day I try to meditate. So, every day now I'm doing it, but it didn't start until, like, originally five years ago, and then I went really, really into it three years ago. And it's crazy what three years every day can do. Yeah, absolutely. Right. How um how often do you go to therapy now? And what's I, the biggest? I was gonna thing? say I, I I don't I don't now. No, no. <laughs> I've, I've been thinking though. I think I I do need to. It's this thing like, um, in a weird way, I'm used to being the coach. Like I'm used to knowing more, and I don't. I don't. There's so many people who know way more than I do, and that's why getting mentors is important. But I yeah. think. For so long, I felt good about myself because I had made so much progress that I didn't even think of therapy anymore. But I have been thinking about it more because that's what I tell my clients. Like, you have traumas in your past. We all do. It's just mm-hmm. 
what level are you aware of them? And like, I, I can help you to a degree, but I'm not, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychotherapist or, you know, a therapist. I'm none of those things. So it's, you know, if you wanted to fix your golf swing, you'd go to a golf pro. If you want to fix your mind, you go to a mind pro, right? So I, I will take that as a challenge because I haven't been going and I know I should. Okay. <laughs> but you have mentors and do you have work with coaches yourself? Yes. Too? Yep. Yeah. So Alan and I work with coaches for the podcast, basically. Um, you know, David Meltzer is our coach. We, co- we talk to him biweekly. Um, Evan Carmichael has helped us in the past with some things. Mark Metry is a good friend of ours. So we have some really good people in our life and we're part of masterminds with other podcasters, other speakers. Um, again, I think the biggest difference between who you are and who you want to be is your habits and making like people would say like, well, spending time with different people, like you got lucky, like you have a really good coach. We didn't get lucky. We made it a habit to search for a good coach. That, that's yeah. a habit. It's a habit to mastermind. Like I'm on three or four hours of masterminds every week. Like that's a habit that's built into my schedule. Right. So that's been a huge thing. And I think that's what a lot of people lack. And that's why we started a mastermind. So people could do what we do every week. Like I forget that not everybody gets to do what I get to do. And that's what we're trying. We're trying to bring that, you know, to more people. So, um, I definitely have coaches. I definitely have, you know, mentors in my life and I'm blessed to be surrounded by the people I'm surrounded with. I couldn't do this alone. I, I know I wouldn't lie and say I could. And even if I did, it wouldn't be the same. So it's so important to surround yourself with people who think like you, act like you, want to live like you. It's, it's so important. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you can't do it all alone, even no. though you have the right you know, state of mind for it. It's still like you need other people with yes. you too. Um, how hard is it for you to be vulnerable? Like when you, cause you said that you always been vulnerable, like, but what, what does vulnerable look like? then for you and then what does it look like now i think then it was more of like show i'm vulnerable to show i'm vulnerable kind of i think it was kind of like ego based um i honestly i don't know when it shifted i think it shifted i think it shifted when i started the show like it the show is bigger than i am and there's like almost nothing I there is nothing I would I wouldn't do. Like there isn't. There just simply isn't. Like I would I will die for this if I have to. I don't care. Like I am all in on this. I I am all in on this. Because getting the messages from people saying like you changed my life. It's just that never gets old and the podcast forced me to be vulnerable. I want to connect with the people. I want to connect with our amazing community. Right? So back then it looked like ego. Now it looks like I know that when I say something that somebody else has on their mind but they're not willing to say, we become more connected. I know that, and I'm willing to take that bullet because I've done it enough times. It's easy now, honestly. But I've, again, I've done it so much. I've done it. I am in the quote-unquote public eye. Everything I do, I try to show. Like 360 episodes, speeches, coaching calls, um, pictures. Like I want to... I want people to be connected like in my in my morning stuff i write i am down to earth and real like i don't ever want to be too busy to answer a dm or too busy to message somebody back sometimes sometimes i am sometimes i get overwhelmed and i'm too busy in my own head but 
for me, like being vulnerable comes easy in certain areas of life. Podcasting, it's easy, but like sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable in my my relationship. I'm human, just like anybody else. It gets difficult, but I have to check in with like, okay, you wanted this. Like, are you still willing to do what it takes to keep it? You know. So in some areas, it's really easy. In some areas, it's still it's still difficult, and I'm learning. But it's consistent practice, and that's that's the key to anything. Anything I talk about is consistency. Like the only reason I have more podcasts than you is because I've done them longer and more. That's the only like. Could you make it to 500 episodes? Absolutely, you will if you keep going. Right. That's it's the only reason I'm where I am is because I'm able to consistently do the things that matter. And you know that took a while to figure out, but that's consistency is the name of the game. Whether it's podcasting, fitness, relationships, wealth. It's all consistency. Where, that's amazing. <laughs> where do you get your ideas from? Because you guys are always doing different things every single week. Like where, where does that, where does that come from? <laughs> so a couple of things. Like if you have, you're you're a podcaster. If you have podcasters listening, know yeah. know your listeners. Like know who your listeners are and what they're going through, because that's where we get a lot of our topics from. What you want more listens, serve your audience better. Right, so that's one thing. Like I try to check in with the listeners. I know, so every week after we do the mastermind, Alan screenshots it and says, hey, we have some new people. Do you know who they are? I always know who most of them are. By name, by Instagram handle. Some people I don't, but I'm trying to build a community. Like that's always my goal. That's, it's always my goal. So what was the question again? I'm losing my mind here. I'm going off. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, where you guys get the ideas from ah, yes because like, there's so many ideas every yes. week so from the listeners number one and then yeah. Alan and I are always masterminding together about like what are we going through like what am I going through right now okay recently I started automating a lot of my work we talked about that like if you're in business maybe you haven't got here but maybe you're at the point where it's time to start automating so you can do what you like more right so it's either the listeners it's either our own stuff or maybe something that we learn from a mentor. We can take the knowledge that we learn from a mentor and bring that down to our, our listeners and our clients. Like That's the goal, is to keep it in the circle. So it, all, it depends on what we have going on, what the listeners have going on. You know, We don't really do much current events because I don't watch the news, so it's like I don't really know what's going on. I know the COVID thing, and I, I keep an eye on that. But like, there's you know, no politics or sports or anything that. It's, it's all about personal development. So if we're not living it, we're going to be screwing up because we're not going to be able to talk about it. So a lot of it falls on us. Okay. When, when you guys check in with your mentors, do you guys do that every week? It depends. So we do a mastermind with Mark Metry every week. Dave Meltzer, we talk to biweekly. Um, we have masterminds. We have other masterminds that we do biweekly. And then we have a team call that we do weekly. Um, so it depends. It depends on what it is. But Alan and I are talking. Like we get a lot of ideas from each other. Because Alan and I are polar opposites. Like, polar opposites. He was always been the most confident. I was super insecure. He's focused on, like, the long, long term. I'm focused on, like, short term. What do we have to get done now? So I'm always getting ideas from him. He's always getting ideas from me. And I can't speak enough to the importance of getting... If you're going to partner up with somebody in business, it's so important to make sure that they're good at the things you're not. They can lift you up where you're weak. And, and vice versa. That's so important. Okay. That's a good insight. I mean, you guys are similar and very different. Yes. I agree with that. <laughs> um, when you're going 
through something, you know, in your relationship, or let's say, you know, you're having a hard day. Do you acknowledge that on, you know, the podcast or do you put on a mask and say, yeah, I'm okay. It's no, honestly, like, I mean, we've had, I think we've had five different episodes of growing pains called growing pains. So we try to air it out as much as we can. There are certain things I won't talk about on the podcast, like very few, but there are certain off, off limit zones that I won't, I won't go deep in. Not only like, not really because of me, but because not everybody signed up to be in front of the public eye. Like I did, you know, like I'm okay with talking about just about anything, but not if it's going to hurt somebody who doesn't want to be broadcast all over the internet. Right. Right. So, but right. Yes. But for the most part, like if I'm going through something, somebody else is too, for sure. Or, or you've gone through it, you're going through it or you're going to go through it. Like, you know, we all deal with similar stuff. So I try my best. Alan tries his best. And sometimes what we'll do is we'll say like, the the wound is too deep right now. Like, let's not talk about it. But mm. we can talk about the lesson that comes from it. You don't have to talk about it if you're dealing with it. Because sometimes that's that's less beneficial. You know, you're only digging a, a deeper hole, so to speak. So the goal is always to talk about what's going on in our lives and to add value, but not uh, not incriminate anybody along the way. That's an interesting perspective on it. How the whole, the wounds like too open. It's like, give it a second to digest. Well, that's, that's vulnerability. Like I could be vulnerable and say, I'm this, that, and the other thing. But if that's going to make me think about that, I'm this, that, and the other thing versus like, you know, I remember when I had this. Yeah. Right. There's a big, there's a big difference between the two. And I also, if I say, I remember when I had this, I can give you some insights on how to get over that versus like, Uh, I'm just super depressed right now. I'm sorry that you're super depressed. But like if I get on the podcast and just say I'm super depressed, I don't have any answers to help. You know, I I feel like I don't want to complain. I want to add value. I don't want to complain. I don't want it. I don't want it to be about me unless it can be about them. Okay. Um, How is crying for you? Oh, goodness. Hard? (laughs) It depends where. Um, No, I don't think it's hard. It, like, it sucks, <laughs> you know, it sucks, but it depends. Like, I think there's a certain, like, there's a couple spots where you can poke me. Like, Tar- if I'm talking about my girlfriend, I cry on stage all the time. Like, that's my place. That's my soft spot. Um, Alan and I have had a lot of cries together because we've been through a lot of stuff together. Um, the podcast, like, when I talk about the podcast, I get emotional. F- most of the cries I have are happy. Like happy cries, gratitude cries. But when I screw up in my relationship or I screw up in business, like relationships, it's not like if I lose money, I'm not going to cry about that. But if I hurt somebody with something I say, I'm going to probably cry about that. So there are few parts that if you poke me, you'll get a cry out of me. It sucks. Like I'm not, I'm not happy about it. But some mornings I have gratitude cries where I'm, I'm reading over my, my journal. Like I'm, I'm going through my journal and I'm like, oh, I can't believe... You know, I remember six months ago, we said we wanted a studio. Now we're going to get one. Like, wow, I'm so grateful for that. You know, I remember when I wanted clients and now I have clients. I'm so grateful for that. So it depends. But I think, you know, going along with the vulnerability, I could lie and say I don't. Like, ah, I don't cry. But (laughs) I do. I do. Everybody does. And if you don't, you probably should more. Like, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Especially if you're a dude. I always tell when people have held it in for so long where it's just like this buildup of emotion. I'm like, when's the last time that you cried? And I'm like, I don't cry. I don't like crying. I'm like, 
oh wow that's it's a part it's a natural reaction for us to feel what we're feeling and to go from there so. yeah it's it's i think it's unnatural to not right like not even not only is it natural to feel but it's unnatural to lie and say that you don't like or because i think some people i mean it's too vulnerable they think it's a sign of a weakness right when it's not it's strength i absolutely agree with you but if they're programmed that way they just yeah. we can go into that whole conversation too um when did your i guess well you kind of did say that but i'll ask you more directly again um when did your purpose you know show up for you because you said that you wanted to do you know podcasting but like when did that vision you're like wow i really need to speak to people and get out to people on this i think it was in that hotel room i think it was the day that i wanted to end my life because it was like oh this is going to be the next chapter of my life now i've been and this is something that i realized like recently i have been coaching people for a long time without knowing it like i was doing facebook lives before facebook lives were even a thing I, talking about settling like, don't settle in a relationship, don't settle at a job, don't settle in fitness, don't settle in life. Like, stuff like that. Um, you don't get what you want, you get what you deserve. And you deserve what you work for. I did a post on that today. Like, I did a Facebook Live of that six years ago, before I knew anything about personal development. So, I, I think I always wanted to be somebody who was listened to. And a lot of the time, I was okay with being different. But I never linked those two things up until the hotel room. And then I realized, like, this hyper-conscious thing could be something. Like, not many people, and now a lot of people are talking about it. I'm sure they already were. I just wasn't focused on it. But yeah. conversations like this, I would say, like, if somebody asked me, hey, how was that show you are on? Oh, it was hyper-conscious. Like, we went deep. That's what I'll say. But I love that because I think that's what makes the biggest like, we could talk about sports. Sure, I love fighting. I will love MMA. That's fine. But I don't think that's going to change anybody's life. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm aiming for. Mm. So, so when you were, you were in that moment, like, you were like, I, I want to start a podcast. Like, where did that... Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. <laughs> so, Alan had a podcast. Okay. Kind of. It, was, it wasn't like... Well, there was no microphones or anything. It was a video camera. So, it was kind of a podcast. <laughs> but, so, it was him, I, and our friend, Andrew... We sat down, and they interviewed me. And afterwards, Alan was in the bathroom. I was sitting outside with Andrew, and I said, imagine if you could do that for a living. And Andrew said, you can. That was the day. I ordered this stuff two days later. That was it. Like, Joe Rogan, I was already listening to. You know, he's been, had a huge impact on me. He's had a huge impact on so many people. Um, but that, like, I took action quickly. I bought all the stuff. I, I spent probably four or five hundred dollars the next day on like equipment uh I, I did a research to figure out like what do i need to get started and then i started interviewing people pretty soon after that uh, but it was hard in the beginning like it was really hard because i was still working a, a job you know i didn't i didn't know many people to have on as guests so i had like friends on i wasn't confident i didn't know anything about business i didn't know anything about influence so from the time it started to like becoming what it is now we're, we're looking at like three three and a half years but when it started was in that when Alan was in the bathroom and I was outside talking about how cool would it be to do that for a living. And like, that's the other thing too. So the beautiful thing about having a show like a podcast is you can look back on who you used to be. So episode number seven of the hyperconscious podcast, it was just me alone. And I said like, what's my dream life to be able to wake up when I want to go to the gym when I want 
to be able to spend time with the people I love and to be able to interview amazing people. And like, that is my life now. So don't be afraid to say like, what do you really want out of life? Not what do you think you can get? Like at the time, I didn't think I could get that. I just said it because I thought it would be something that would fulfill me. What do you want is a vastly different conversation than what do you think you can get. So have the audacity to say what you really want. I don't know if that answered your question because I go, I'm a rambler. I go all over the place. No, I love it. I mean, you give a, a lot of great insights to everything. It's not just a one simple, like, okay, I want to go more with that. You give I appreciate information. Um, when you had that, you know, that moment of when you're like, I want to do this, like did what voices were coming up for you? Like with doubt or, you know, how am I going to do this? Like going past and building that confidence in you, like where, where you're like, I'm just doing it. Like what other voices were coming in? I, you know, I don't even remember cause I was so motivated by, by um, what happened. I never yeah. dreamed on like when I started, I didn't have any goals of doing it full time. I don't think I didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. So when I started, I think for me, it was like, I'm a tactician. If you tell me what to do, I'll do it. Like that's how I work. Um, once I figured out what I needed, what equipment I needed, how to get started, it was just like the process of starting. But I, I don't think I had many, I lived by myself. I lived an hour and a half away from my friends. I, I didn't really have anything holding me back other than time, you know, but I committed to it and then I, I did it. I don't think there was much holding me back internally, but I also didn't know what it was going to take. Like starting a po- I tell people this all the time. Starting a podcast is easy. Like hang out with me for an hour, I can get you a podcast started. But it's the the other stuff that like the post production work, the setting up the interviews, the five episodes a week we're up to, the masterminds, the travel, the coaching. That's that's the stuff that really adds up. Like s- this part, sitting in front of the microphone for an hour is easy at this point, right? And it's probably easy at the beginning. Like it's. Maybe it's difficult to think about what you want to talk about. Maybe you have to write it out. Maybe it's a 15-minute episode to begin with. But usually, like, that's kind of the easiest part because you get to talk about what you love. If you don't love editing audio and video, getting guests, making teaser clips, that sort of thing, that's where people, you know, tend to fall off. What, what is your, what's your day entail? So this is what you do, you know, full-time. Yes. So how, what time does it start? Like, take me through your day. So usually... I, I used to get up at 4.30, but I was going to the gym, and the gym's closed. So now I get up at like 5. Uh, in the morning, I do yoga. I foam roll and do mobility while listening to a book every day. I journal. So I write, um, I have like a little purpose prayer, I say. Then I write down five, at least five things I'm grateful for. Then I say, I am the best podcaster in the world. I am the best speaker in the world. I have mastered um, business and business coaching and I am becoming the best version of me and I am the best podcast agency in the world and then I write out I quantum journal for things that I want right so I have a picture of a house that I look at every day like my dream house that Taryn and I found together um, so that's my journaling and then I track our numbers I track my finances and podcast stuff that's that's what I do first thing then I do did I say yoga I do yoga Yes, actually, what kind of yoga do you do in the morning? I just I just fall yoga with Cassandra is what I'm doing right now. I was okay. doing yoga with Adrian before that. I switched <laughs> I switched up, but I'm only it's only like 12 or 15 minutes. Like I'm just getting back into it. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm doing that. Then Taryn and I, my girlfriend, meditate after that. Like we meditate together. 
then then it depends. It depends on the day. Like Mondays, we record from two to seven. Like I'm on the microphone from two to seven. We record three episodes and we do an hour mastermind. Um, other days I have client calls where I hop on the phone with my mindset clients or my podcast clients. Other days I'm doing post-production work for my podcast clients. I'm editing their shows, I'm doing their videos, teaser clips. So every day, the tasks, some tasks are different every day. A lot of the tasks that I do are the same. So like I have my system of success next to me. So every day, there's 14 things that I should be doing. Reaching out to get on another show, like being a guest on another podcast, I should be outbound prospecting for that. Posting in Hyperconscious Nation every single day. Mobility, morning mindset, finances and journaling, nightly gratitudes with Taryn. So every night before we go to bed, we gratitude each other. We say what we're grateful for. Gratitude each other. Weird. Um, I'm supposed to be prospecting for a guest, prospecting for a client, social media posts on IG, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Also doing some sort of Instagram story about an episode promotion, meditation, micro shake, which I just had, and then yoga. So those are the things that I must do every day. And then other tasks pop up depending on what episode has to get dropped, that sort of thing. So pretty pretty busy. But all of those things that I just read, I decided in advance that those are the most important things to get me closer to my goals. That's goal setting 101. Decide in advance what your goal is and then figure out the top. With my clients, I say the top three to five things in health, wealth, and love. So what are the most important five things in health? Okay, Kevin, I want to lose weight. Okay, cool. You should be tracking your weight every day. You want to make sure you're drinking at least 80 ounces of water. You should be tracking what you're eating. You should be exercising some form. And then you should be doing some sort of, uh, sort of mobility so you don't get injured. Right? There are more, like I would say self-love. Like, you know, you should be doing some sort of meditation too. Uh, but that's like, that's health. Wealth, you should be tracking your finances. You should be outbound prospecting every day. Like that sort of thing. And then love, you should be doing gratitudes with yourself, positive affirmations with yourself, relationship check-ins, and then maybe that's where the yoga or the, um, the meditation comes in for, for self-love. Mm. But it's all, it's all, there's a reason for all of it. There's a yeah. reason for all of it. How, uh, how, uh, how many hours a week do you work? It depends. It depends. Um, Mondays, I'm at it from like I do like 14 hours on Mondays probably, but then other days are easier. Like, you know, today I'll be done at five. I, today's a 12 hour day, but there's other days where like I decide I want to play Call of Duty at, at noon. Like that's a thing too. I, I, like my goal is design, to design my life. Like mm. designing a life is my goal. If I get all my work done and I decide like I'm going to do something else, then that's my choice. But like, that's me being proactive, not saying like, ah, you know what? I don't feel like working today. Like, no, I still have to get my things done. Like, I, I track my numbers in a spreadsheet. Like, how out of 100%, how much did I do today? Okay, you did 100%, like, strong work. Is there stuff I could be doing? Absolutely. There's always stuff I could be doing, for sure. But some days I decide, like, I don't really want to work 12 hours today. I don't have to. Like, everything else is scheduled. Everything's good to go. Other days I work, you know, 14 or 15 hours. But I like it. That's the thing. Like, yeah, Mondays are my favorite day because I get to be on the microphone for five hours. Right? Like, that's, that's my favorite thing. I, I love that. I love that. So that fills my cup. Now, is it tiring? Of course. But my days are 
easier now than they've ever been in terms of like, I know at least what I'm doing is making a difference. And I don't have to do like a ton of physical labor. So it's not like I'm, you know, ripping sheetrock for 15 hours a day. Like that's different. Like I've been there. I know what that's like. But this is, I'm working on me. I'm working on myself. I'm working on my business. I'm working on my relationship. Like what, what better things to be working on? I think you're doing it. I'm doing it. Doing it. Um, when did you have that moment when you started really believing in yourself? Oh goodness. That's like (laughs) recent, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like when it came to podcasting, when we crossed 150 episodes, I was like, okay, I'm a pretty good podcaster. Like we've gotten a lot of love, a lot of like world-class people have said like, you guys are really good. Like, okay, maybe they're onto something. But in terms of my own confidence, like that's this year. Like, that's this year in terms of, I was always afraid of not succeeding. Like, that was always my biggest fear is, like, not being successful. I don't have that fear anymore. I know that will happen eventually. And that's, like, a huge shift for me. Like, I, I that took me years to build that. Like, years of consistency and failing and, you know, being insecure and feeling like I was in over my head and not believing in myself. So, I would say, like, this year, that confidence really came up. And I think, I talk a lot about confidence because I think it's something that people lack and it's something that people try to pretend that they have and I've done that too. I think confidence comes with competence. The better you are at something, the more confident you will become. I always used to say, I feel like um, Superman in the gym and Clark Kent in real life. Why? I've done my 10,000 hours of fitness. You know, I've been working out since I was 16. So of course I'm confident there. That's where I, I specialize. Yeah. Funny story, now I'm confident when I'm talking. Why? Because I've done it for a thousand hours. Thousands of hours at this point, right? So if you want to get good at something, I think it's okay not to be confident at first. You have to be confident enough to start because there's this thing I, I made called the confidence conundrum and it, everything, every action or you know every decision starts with uncertainty. We don't know how this is going to turn out. We don't know how today's going to turn out. If you are uncertain, then you don't take action. Lack of action creates lack of feedback. The lack of feedback then creates proof that you're right. You do suck. You shouldn't try. Right? But if we all start with uncertainty, uncertainty is always going to be there. But what if you had a little bit of belief in between the uncertainty and the action? Enough belief to take action. Just enough. Maybe you borrow that from somebody else. Maybe you pretend. Fake it so you make it a little bit. Just a little bit. Then... You take the action and you get the feedback. The feedback is usually, that wasn't as bad as I thought. I really enjoyed that. I actually really liked that. Then you take a lesson from it, right? So then that lesson that you get from feedback is, I can do this. It, it, was it easy? Probably not. Did it kill me like I thought it did? No. And then you repeat that cycle over and over again. It's just a little bit of belief is all it takes. You don't have to be the best in the world right now. You just have to believe at one point that's what you want. Yeah. I couldn't, I actually have nothing to say. I couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) Um, The comparison with your relationship uh, then romantically to how your relationship now, like what were you attracted to then and what you were attracted, how you got brought into Taryn? Like, how did you guys meet? And were you attracted to women that had things going on and you like to help them and like see their worth? Or what was your story with that? Honestly, like, back then, it was almost kind of who would show me attention. Honestly. 
it kind of was like whoever, yeah, whoever would show me attention, whoever made me feel valued or significant. I didn't really have my core values in alignment. I didn't really have, because I didn't feel valuable. Like I always yeah. say, like the reason I dated people is because I was in really good shape. I, I genuinely believe that. Like because, and maybe, now I'm not saying that's reality, but that is my belief because I never felt valuable. I didn't feel like I was adding a ton to the relationship. I didn't, I didn't think I was. So back then it was whoever would show me attention and, you know, I didn't really care about personal development, so I didn't think about that. Now, so I was single and I had tried dating other people recently, like Taryn and I have been together for a little over a year. And so before this, I had dated people and I was like, I couldn't find anybody who was into personal development like I was, which was a weird thing for me. So it's like, wait, I never even cared about this. Now it's like the hinge point on relationships. Yeah. So it went from just looks. At one point it was like, oh, you're, you're beautiful. Let's do this. Like, let's date. To right. making sure the core values are in alignment. To having some level of personal development. Wanting to learn and wanting to grow. Like, that's Taryn's goal in life. Is to learn and grow as much as she can. Okay, perfect. Like, I love that. I love that. So it was basically... Who would, who would I grow most with? It went from what would the easiest relationship be to who will I grow most with? And I think when people come up and say, like, I get a lot of messages about relationships because people see Taryn and I and they're like, you know, it looks good from the outside, right? It, it is really good, but a lot of relationships look good from the outside. And they right. say, like, yeah, my relationship's hard. I just want it to be easy. Be single then. It's not going to be easy. If it's easy, a number of things are happening. One you wear the pants and your partner does whatever you want. Two, your partner wears the pants and you do whatever they want. Or three, neither of you are invested. Your relationship shouldn't be easy. Like there's always going to be some form of work to do. Just make sure it's the work you want to do. And I think it's like that with anything. I genuinely think it's like that with anything. So get clear on your core values. Figure out what you can bring to the relationship, not just what you can get. And figure out is this relationship going to make me a better person? And what will I have to become in order to sustain it? That's, that's the other thing too. Like I have grown so much from my relationship because I can't just show up. I have to be the best version of me. And do I make mistakes? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody does. But it's always the intention to do better and keep growing. Like growth is the, the point behind the relationship. And that, that was a huge shift for me. When, when, were you looking to be, you know, partner with someone or were you... Did, or did you guys just meet? Like, how did you don't have to tell me the whole story with that? But I just find it interesting when people are working so much on themselves. If they're like, okay, I'm ready to date someone. I'm looking for this partner, or she just showed up for you. So we actually dated before I was hyperconscious, Kevin. Oh, nice. So yes. she's got to see the whole. Yes, huh. and she <laughs> she was hyperconscious before I was hyperconscious, and she believed in me. I don't. It's hard to explain. Like, I would always tell my friends, like, I need someone like Taryn. I don't know how else to explain it. I just, I know how she feels. Like, I don't know how to explain it. So, I tried dating other people. It didn't work. I wasn't, it just wasn't right. It didn't feel right. And then, I remember, like, just checking in on her and seeing how she was doing. Um, and then I said, hey, do you want to grab coffee? Because I, I felt like I was capable of sustaining it when I wasn't before. Like, I, I knew I didn't have enough 
I don't know, value. I didn't feel like I had enough value. And she didn't think that. She told me, like, I've always believed in you. But I didn't, I didn't believe in me. So once I believed in me, I felt valuable as a human, not a body, not a, f- a financial thing, none of that. Like, I feel valuable as a human being. Then I think I was, I was able to pour into somebody else as much as I had poured into myself to get, you know, to get where I am. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> Very lucky. I'm blessed. Um, what is the hardest thing for you with doing your podcast? Hmm. The hardest thing. I know you love it, but what's there's obviously there's something hard. Probably the back end work. Yeah. Yeah. Being in front of the mic's easy. Like I, I love that. It's that's easy. I, I'm in flow most of the time. Um, probably the work that comes with it, like the systems behind it, creating. You know, I, and again, right now I'm working on delegating a lot of that. Like I had a moment like six months ago where I texted Alan and said like I don't want to do this forever. Like what I'm doing now, spending like four or five hours a day doing creating teaser clips like now I, I i get rid of a lot of that i i delegate that out and then i work one-on-one with my clients like i do a lot of their work i have other people that do a lot of the work for us um but that's probably it. it's the behind the scenes stuff being in front of the camera is awesome it's the and like there's a pressure to it you know like when i say i'm not like we haven't ne- we've never missed an episode like we've never been late on an episode we've dropped it started with Monday, and then it went Monday, Wednesday, then it went Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then it went Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Now it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. We've never missed. And when we say we're going to do something, every week we do it. Like, there, we started the mastermind. That will be every Monday. Like, I will do that from the hospital if I have to. You know? So there is a little bit of pressure that comes along with saying, like, I will do this. You know, because I think, you know, our listeners are relying on us. I, I want to be there if they need me. If they... If, they're going through something. Who knows? I might, I might say the thing in the episode that helps. I mean, I'm going to be honest. When I heard you guys uh, is when I heard a uh, Tori mm-hmm. and that's when, uh, I mean, like I was hitting on my rock bottom and I was like, I don't even know. I was cleaning. And then I heard you guys talking. I really liked how you guys are. And then when I heard Tori and then it, it brought me to working with Tori now. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much for that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, when, well, you already actually, I already asked that when you actually answered it before, but I'll, what, what's your mantra like for the day? Every, every morning I write a different one. So like, every different. Okay. Well, usually it's like one will be consistency. The other day I wrote reflection because I really wanted to take a look into like who I was. Um, but I write, so my like little morning thing is I'll read it. So my goal is to instill the belief necessary to start because that was always hard for me, to share the knowledge required to continue, because continuing is just as important as starting, to show the resilience it takes to persevere. Resilience is my word. Like, I love, I have never quit tattoo to my arm, never quit kid. Like, resilience is my jam. To be down to earth and real, and to show what's possible when you refuse to stay down. So that's, that's the lens I try to live my life through. And when you have a bad day, it's like, you know, I'm trying to live intentionally. It's my goal to set that as my intention every day and remember, like, why did you start this in the first place? Because some days are hard, right? So I'm, I'm, I've been very broke on this journey. I've been very down. I've been very overwhelmed. I've been a lot of things. But I've also been very fulfilled. I've been very blessed. I've been, you know, very lucky, very happy, all of those things. So I think it's important to remember the why. Remember why you're doing what you're doing. Why you're doing what you're doing is more important than what you're doing, really. Like, especially if you frame it that way. You might be picking up trash 
and somebody might walk by you and say like, that sucks that you're doing that. But if the reason you're doing that, your why, is to make the play the planet a better place, and that's the lens you see that through, you're the happiest person in the world. There's a huge difference. Hmm. Uh, what is the thing that you've learned the last or the most in the last twelve months? What have I learned the most in the last twelve months? I am capable of way more than I ever gave myself credit for. That's hmm. like that's it. That's it. And believe there is a way even if you don't see it yet that's that's been like a really like when i said we were going to get a studio i was broke i didn't have any money i had no idea how we were going to get a studio now did it take some months of course but like just start saying what you want and then pay attention to it and then see what happens like is it going to change overnight probably not but start saying what you want like that's that's kind of been my my top two things, I would say. That's so good. Uh, we can go into a uh, fast round with you. Sure. Uh, what is your vision? Oh, boy. Uh, my goal is to help as many people, millions of people, figure that they can actually live the life of their dreams if they're willing to work for it. Um, what inspires you? What inspires me? To be the person I needed when I was at my lowest point. I, I need to be that. That's, that's, I have to. I told Alan the other day, like, I want to be the guy, and not because of the, being on the news or being known for this. Like, if this happens in 10 years and I have a company, I want to pay my employees what they make. I don't care that I'm not making money. Like, I want to be that person. I want to be the person who's reliable, who is just a good human being at the end of the day. Like, that's, that's why I do this. Like I, I need to, I not want to, I need to. I physically have to. I cannot be anything else. I will not allow it. It's like against me. Taryn's got herself a good man. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> really, that's, that's really incredible. Seriously. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, you kind of answered, but I'll ask you directly. Uh, what do you want to be known as? The best speaker in the world, the best podcaster in the world, the best podcast agent, uh, agent in the world. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I always want people to be surprised when they meet me. I don't ever want anybody to meet me, then leave and say, like, oh, I thought he was going to be nicer. Or, I th like, I always want to over-deliver. If I could be remembered for anything, it would be for always over-delivering, whether it's in people, place, things, ideas, energy, whatever. Like, always that. Being a real human being and, like, genuine, down to earth. Yeah, or it's not, you don't have to put on this mask. Yeah. It's not fake. It's I don't get that from you guys, both of you at all. I appreciate that. That's what we're trying. We're trying hard to be the thing is, like, there's a lot of podcasts out there who can help you be successful. There's millions. Um, actually no, there's only eight hundred and fifty thousand podcasts, so there's hundreds of thousands probably. <laughs> but we're doing it right now. And there's a difference between like, you know, Tom Billu has already done it. There's a difference when you're going through it. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just different because every day we're learning because we have to to continue this process. And, like, Tom Billu knows a lot of stuff that we don't. But we're going to learn along the way and we're going to share it with our listeners as we go. So I'm happy that we're doing it now and not doing it in the other way where, like, we're famous and we just start a show. I'm, I'm happy that the listeners get to see us grow. Like, if you go back and listen, you will notice a dramatic difference because we were different humans. Hmm. 
What is your um what is your favorite thing to do? Favorite thing to do? Probably besides podcasting, podcasting speaking, watching UFC. I love mixed martial arts. Yeah. And spending time with my beautiful girlfriend. <laughs> what what do you do on your your day off? Like fully. You're not working at all. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. No, I you're do always... I do my system every day. Okay. Even if it takes, like some days it only takes two hours, but like I do that every day. There are no days where the system, I mean, do I miss things on days? Yes, for sure. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent every day. I don't want to, I don't want to insinuate that, but every day, like, okay, we're going to go for a hike at nine. I'm, I'm going to get up at five so I can do my things before, but it's my goal to, to get all of this done every day. Cause this is what moves the needle. And like, if you have a business your clients don't care that it's Sunday. They just don't. Like, Instagram doesn't care that it's Sunday. Instagram, every day is the same on Instagram, right? So I always tell my clients that, like, I, I don't, I want to keep you accountable, but it's my job to tell you, like, if you're not posting on social media seven days a week, you're screwing up. That, it's just that simple. It, that's, if you're not prospecting every day, you're screwing up. Now, do I have days where I don't prospect? Sure, I'm screwing up too. And I'll be the first one to tell you that. But it is uber important to consistency, right? Consistency is is the name of the game. Um, after that, Tara and I will go for a hike. We love going out to different restaurants, uh, doing like day trips. Obviously, that's been hampered a little bit, but it's coming back. And then, um, yeah, just spending the day together. I try not to be on my phone. I try to put my phone away and just just be. So uh, that's just being present with her is my, my day off. Um, what is your favorite movie? Favorite movie? <laughs> Titanic is one of them for sure. Um, we watched Dallas Buyers Club recently with Matthew McConaughey. I'd never seen that. That was really good. Super Bad is one of my favorites because it's funny. If I had to pick one movie, it'd probably be. Uh, you know what? Pursuit of Happiness. The Pursuit of Happiness is. That's a great one. Yeah, that's what I would. That that strikes me. And A Star Is Born. That like some. That's some emotional deep stuff that like. It's not even the movie. It's the emotions that get me more than anything. Yeah, I agree. Um, favorite quote? Favorite quote. The biggest difference between the person you are and the person you want to be is your habits or your reality becomes the parts. No, your reality become becomes the parts of your imagination you hold on to the longest. They're my <laughs> quotes. So you think I'd be, be able to remember them, but just be, because those are two like, they're simple, but they, they are the truth. Like, your habits are why you where, or where you are today. Like, that, it's just that simple. Or, and James Clear says this, your results are a delayed reflection of your habits. So sometimes it takes longer for them to catch up. But, like, if you're out of shape, it's because your habits are off. That's, it's that simple. It's just that simple. If you're broke, you have bad financial habits. Or something bad happened to you. Like, I understand that, too. Circumstance does happen, but... Um, it's your last day on earth. What do you want to do? Wow. Wow. I want to interview. I want to stack like eight back-to-back interviews up. Eminem, Joe Rogan, Big Sean, Chris Pratt, uh, Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins, mm. Brendan Burchard. Is that seven? Who else? One more. I'm probably missing like a bunch. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. And then I'm going to get a real good workout in. And I'm going to spend time with Taryn, my friends, and my family. And then 
I'm going to die on the microphone. <laughs> I want to be talking into the microphone when I go. <laughs> you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Hush. I'm trying. Um, I'm trying. <laughs> it's your final episode. So what are you, what are your last words going to be? Well, I sign off by saying bye. So <laughs> unfortunately, that would probably be it. But I don't know. I, I think it would be, depend on where I was. Like my goal would be, you know, I think a lot of people listen to people who have the results that they want. And like, I don't have the flashy cars or the, the mansions yet. Like I will get those eventually. And I do think that when I get those, people will say like, oh, I want to be like him in terms of the mindset. Because, like, mm -hmm. you don't see what I'm thinking. I don't see what you're thinking. Now, I can talk about what I'm thinking, but what does that get you? Like, what is fulfillment actually? Some people would rather have a, a Ferrari than fulfillment. What if I can help them get both? Right? Like, that's, that's what I'm aiming for. Now, the last thing I would say is, like, guys, go back and listen to episode one and listen to episode 10,000, the episode that you're listening to right now. I am a completely different human being. If I can do that, you can do that. You just have to commit to it. You have to decide now that you want to be better. You have to determine what better means to you. And you have to put a system in place that will help you do that. The only thing holding you back is, is your discipline and your consistency and your vision. Like anything is possible. And I, I genuinely believe that. Um, I wanted to see if you would do this. I'm not sure if you will, but I'm going to ask you. Sure. Because I know that you rap. Yeah. I wanted to know if you would do, like, end off on a freestyle. Oh, God. Well, I have some written ones. Um, I This happened on a recent episode, and I went to, like, an old one. All right, let me just, let me look one up. Let me look one up. Because I don't want to, I have some that are, like, kind of vile. Not that's really. Okay. Not really. Yeah, but I, that's not what I want to be known for. <laughs> All right, I'll do. I'm actually going to record a rap album. Believe Are it, you? Believe it or not, yeah, I decide. Again, I'm not like, I don't want to be Eminem, but like, it's something I enjoy. And I think that people, I've seen this on Facebook before. People post like, oh, that dude from high school who thinks he's a rapper. It's like, I'd rather be the dude from high school who thinks he's a rapper and like people laugh at than the dude from high school who wants to rap but too, is too afraid to because he's afraid to get judged. Like, that's where most people live. You know, so I don't want to be that. And I want other people to see, like, I like doing it. I love martial arts. Like, am I going to be the best fighter in the world? No, I'm not willing to do what it takes. But I love sparring. I love bag work. Like, I love that. That fills me up. So, like, you better believe I'm going to film myself punching the punching bag. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just showing you what I like to do. All right, so... I'm the type of dude to ask Jack the Ripper to snap a picture twice because the first didn't suffice. I think my camera's glitching. Make no mistake, this was the plan. It was envisioned. Always knew I'd make it here. A broken man, a dozen misses. Often imitated, yet I'm never duplicated. I'm leaving every single one of these haters next supinated while you losers fake it. Blow worse than a tuba player. Or store every single one of your insults to use them later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Kevin, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Uh, where where can we find you? Uh, I am at Never Quit Kid on Instagram. We just got our website rebuilt. It's actually in the process now. So the hyperconsciouspodcast.com. We have a private Facebook group, Hyperconscious Nation, a weekly mastermind, which Dylan can attest to. And yes. um, listen to, if you liked what you heard, we have 360 episodes of this stuff with some of the best 
entrepreneurs, minds, authors, speakers in the world. We are the Hyperconscious Podcast. I adore you. And I'm really glad that we did this today. And it was so good to actually see you as well. Um, thank you guys for listening. Wishing you guys a fantastic, smooth week. However, you're showing up for yourself. Sending lots of love and support as you go through everything that you're going through to go into your highest self. Um, take care always till next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I really hope that you enjoyed listening to that as much as I did sharing that conversation with him. You know, when you come on to this and you have this, this moment, you have no idea what's going to happen, what questions are going to be asking. And it takes such a vulnerability courage for people just to show up and answer them. You could be like, Ooh, that's, am I going to show too much of myself and showing too much of yourself is never a factor. Now, if you're not comfortable sharing so much information, that's boundaries with yourself. And that's a beautiful thing. But the more that you share your story, the more that you truly connect with you, the more that you can connect with others. And I am honored that Kevin came on here. He, him having his podcast has brought me through such some of my darkest um, moments when I'm outside just running and connecting with myself and him and Alan say something and it just hits. So I definitely recommend following them, listening to them and me, you know, like honoring the share too. If you feel compelled to share me or want to just connect with me and see what I'm up to, you can find me on Dylan at your time, Instagram or Dylan at your time.com. If you're wanting to work with me, if you're wanting to do some sort of change with everything, I am here for you and I'm excited. I'm excited for you. And when you go through the growing process, it does not feel exciting. So I don't want you to feel like, Ooh, it can feel exciting at some moments, but mainly it's really uncomfortable, but it's waking you up to what you need to do. It's time for you to heal. It's time for you to look within and it's time for you to thrive. Sending you guys much, much love, support always, whatever you're going through, beautiful day. Maybe it's hard, but sending you love and light. Always deeply, deeply take care of yourself. And until next time, take care.